Some say we all believe the same thing. Why can't we all just get along? What about the whole issue of cooperation and harmony among various faiths? And what are the core beliefs and doctrines of Christianity that agree or disagree with other faiths? We'll talk about it today. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire. We will not falter. And we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here is today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. Well, I don't know how many times I've heard someone say, why can't we all just get along? There was a time when I really needed to be told that. I wasn't very cooperative with the people around me, and I had to learn uh, that there is a time to be cooperative, and there's a reason for us to work together for the gospel and for the ministry. There's also a reason for us to work together in a society to accomplish the things that we need to to be able to live together and to function well uh, in a free country. So why can't we all just get along? Well, uh, the other side of that is uh, maybe there's uh, somebody we shouldn't get along with. Maybe there are some distinctions that ought to be made. I, Boy, I want to welcome you here. Uh, Glad to have you all the way from Friedrich, Oklahoma at KSYE 91.5 up there. Glad to have you from KCRN in San Angelo with us today. And glad you're here in the Metroplex with us. We uh, want to be on KCBI, of course. And uh, we want to welcome you and give you an opportunity to talk about, oh, a couple of things that have been in the news recently uh, about things that tend to separate us, things that we disagree about. Doctrines separate us, uh, the things we believe, the things we say we believe in. And uh, I'm being instructed that I should have said Frederick, by the way. So thank you for listening in Frederick, Oklahoma. We love being a part of you. Anyway, uh, my point is uh, we ought to believe certain things. We ought to hold certain things, but that means we don't believe other things. And when other people believe those things, all of a sudden we find ourselves at odds with them. And is that okay? Practices as well as doctrines separate us, but should they? Uh, Last week, you heard uh, Ann Coulter made some comments about perfecting the Jews, and I want to replay those comments and get an idea of where she was coming from. So here's Ann Coulter. We just want Jews to be perfected, as as they. Want to say you? Yeah, no, that's what Christians We believe the Old Testament, but ours is more like Federal Express. You have to obey laws. In my old days, we know we're all sinners. Oh, man, uh, she, had, uh, she had some interesting things. She always does. I, I don't know if she's over the line being offensive or not. I don't keep up with her very much. But uh, she really has some smart things to say sometimes. And I didn't find anything she said shocking or offensive. Uh, but when her comments, her remarks were characterized as offensive, she responded to explain them. 
No, I'm sorry. It is not intended to be. I don't think you should take it that way. But that is what Christians consider themselves, perfected Jews. We believe the Old Testament. Um, as you know from the Old Testament, God was constantly getting fed up with humans for not being able to you know, live up to, to all of the laws. What Christians believe, this is just a statement of what the New Testament is, is that that's why Christ came and died for our sins. Christians believe the Old Testament. You don't believe our Testament. Well, we're in a culture where we want to be able to say to everyone, and I, when I say we, I just mean the culture as a whole. We want to be able to say to everyone, you're okay as you are. I, I accept you. I, I love you and embrace you just as you are. But uh, we're also in a culture where we disagree distinctly about religious claims and about faith claims. And, um, well, you know, it just makes sense to me. I, I disagree with Jewish faith claims. I believe in Judaism until Christ comes, and then I believe that Judaism takes the step toward Christianity in the Messiah that they've been anticipating for. So no surprise to me that she would say those things, but it was a surprise to a lot of people. I want to know if you think there ought to be a line of distinction uh, between the things that we believe and those who believe something else, or the things that those people believe. Now, I'm fortunate enough today to uh, uh, providentially have the privilege of James Walker being in the studio with me. He serves as a professor here at Criswell College, just finished teaching a class, in fact, before he came in here, but uh, as well the president of the Watchman Fellowship. Now, uh, I had planned, I had hoped today to be able to have someone on from a completely different religious background. I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. Uh, but we weren't able to arrange that. It was not an ambush. I wasn't, in case they're listening, and I think they are, some of them. Uh, I want to make sure that they know I wasn't planning on ambushing them because James Walker uh, specializes in being able to understand the differences in doctrines and practices that different groups have and uh, identifying where those are incompatible with the essential truths of Christianity. So, James, first, let me just say what a privilege it is to have you in the studio with us today. Thanks, Barry. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, listen, I want to ask you right off the bat, I mean, you obviously have spent a career, and well spent, by the way, building that organization, the Watchman Fellowship, and doing a lot of ministry outside of that, too. But you've spent a lot of time dealing with the distinctions between uh, Orthodox Christianity, the essentials of Christian faith, and uh, the teachings that come out of uh, other positions. Do you find that divisiveness that I'm just going to say it the, the hard way. Do you find that divisiveness that you're always drawing a line and saying these people are on the other side and I'm here and uh, they're not over here with me and if they want to get right they've got to come over here with me. Do you find that somehow hindering your testimony or your representation of Christ's love in the world? Well, it, uh, it is tough. It is, to be honest with you, very tough. And and if God came to me, Barry, and said, how would you like it to be? I might be the very first one to vote, well, let's let all roads lead to heaven. If a person's sincere, it really doesn't matter what they believe. Right. Unfortunately, Barry, uh, God never asked me how I would like it to be. <laughs> and so as a Christ follower, I have to, like, follow Christ in this and, yeah. and all the records, the scriptures. You know, Jesus was just way too clear about this. And right. He said, I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got to go with Jesus on this. But, you know, uh, James, now, uh, we've got a caller we're going to get to in just a second. If they can hold for just a second, I want to get to them. And if you're, if you're out there and you want to call in, by the way, uh, especially, you know, especially, you know who we are. We're evangelical Christians. We're Baptists. We're very conservative in our belief of the Bible. We believe it's inerrant and true, infallible. We believe all those things about Scripture. If you're from a different tradition, if you find yourself uh, from a different background, or you'd 
you'd make a completely different kind of claim about the truth. I'd love for you to call in and give us some input on your take on this issue as well. We, we, we will not be rude. We're not going to try to cut you off or anything like that. We want to hear what you have to say. But we're also going to be honest, just like uh, James was talking about just now. So uh, feel free to call in. We're going to take this call that we have in just a second. But before we get to that call, I, I want to ask you, James, you're saying, well, I'm, I'm going to have to side with Jesus on this. Of course, everyone says they're siding with Jesus. Everyone's, well, not everyone, of course, but Christians uh, or people who claim to be Christian, they all say, oh, I'm siding with the truth. I've got the Bible. There are so many people that interpret the Bible. Now, it almost nauseates me to say this, okay, but I'm getting it out just to get the question on the table for you. There's so many people out there who believe so many different things, and they all say, well, I've gotten it from the Bible. This is what I believe from the Bible. Why shouldn't we just acknowledge that nobody really has the truth? And all we can do is just believe what we believe sincerely and do the best we can and get along together for crying out loud. Well, that's, that's really not how we look at anything else. Uh, when it comes to mathematics, you know, if somebody feels that one plus one equals five, you know, we don't just uh, humor that. We, if we are convicted otherwise, we, we feel that it's, uh, it's not being an evil person to I don't sit know, Have down you been and, to the schools around here lately? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure we haven't changed our mind about that, too. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, what I think, I think is spiritually that there are some absolutes. And I, I, don't want, I don't want our listeners to misunderstand our, my position as president of Watchman Fellowship. I believe that there's a lot of uh, variations in Christianity. And I, I believe there's sure. a lot of diversity in Christianity. Okay. You can disagree about all kinds of issues okay. and, and be a believer and be my brother or sister in Christ. But I do also believe that there are some essentials. There are some doctrines that are so important that to be wrong in these areas is to be wrong. Right. And I, I want to talk about what those essentials are and how you can tell the essentials from the non-essentials, because uh, that's a pretty important question, too. A tough one. In just a second. Now, Tom, you've been holding for a good while, man. Thanks for calling in Fort Worth. Uh, tell us what you're thinking about. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sure it's a, it's a privilege to be able to speak to you today because james there he came to our fellowship a couple years ago and oh good i know his background he's a former mormon and uh and i'm an ex-catholic i'll tell you what we can we can see things that most people most evangelicals or or fundamentalist christians don't understand and uh from the catholic uh background uh they have a different jesus and I, I, you know, love these people. I've, I've been there, done that. I know it. You're saying the Catholics have yeah, a different yeah, Jesus. Roman Catholicism. And the foundational hmm. uh, principle or, or, or plank of Catholicism is, <laughs> is a transubstantiation. Okay. And they believe that... So in the Mass, the, exactly, the, the bread the and, the, and the wine the become the body and, and blood. Yeah. Is, is transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Right. That's foundational. If you don't believe that, you are condemned. Okay. By the Council of Trent. Okay, <clears throat> now, Jesus <laughs> did not change himself into bread and wine at either John 6 or at the Last Supper. And he said it was a memorial. <laughs> so let me uh, let me get you to pause there for just a second, Tom. If you can hold on the line, do, if it's possible. But I want to give James a chance to respond to just what you've said so far. How are we doing so far? Are you agreeing, disagreeing? Are you thinking uh, there may be some lack of clarity? What do you well, think? Well, I, I think that, you know, you can't take – you can take almost any group, whether it's sure. Catholic or Lutheran or Presbyterian or Baptist, what have you. You, you never know where the individual is coming from. Uh, uh, most, Catholics, most Catholics – most Catholics – do believe in the obviously in the Trinity and the deity of Christ, so we do have you know some common ground there. Right. Uh, from Catholics I've talked to, the the issues that we would find the the disharmony oftentimes is in the whole concept of grace right. and is salvation a free gift or is it something that is that is earned through the seven sacraments or right. mediated out through the. Uh, 
receiving grace, so to speak, through works, right. which is the opposite of, of the, the uh, traditional right. Christian perspective. So the key difference, uh, we're, we're saying that if you started dividing things now, you'd say, well, there's a, there is an essential element of Christianity that's based on the person of Christ, knowing who Christ is. There's an essential element of Christianity identified, I'm, I'm seeing if I'm hearing you correctly, and making sure that we're on the same table here talking on, talking on the radio, um, there's a key element of Christianity, an essential element of Christianity, which is the work of Christ, the accomplishment of salvation, the atonement, the redemption, how it's applied to us, all of that. And you're saying when you look at Catholicism, the key, and, I'm, and I mean that as a, as a whole, just as a general doctrinal body, not individuals, because obviously they're individual Baptists who don't have a clue about even what we believe about salvation. That's what you were clarifying. And then you're saying that among those, uh, uh, in those doctrines of Catholicism, it's the second issue that seems to be a bigger problem to you. Is well, that se- right? Second Corinthians 11, there's, uh, uh, verse 4, uh, the Scriptures give us three main warning signs, another Jesus, another spirit, another right. gospel. Right. And that, that third thing, I think, and this is not uniform, but a lot of Catholics I talk to, the gospel to them is how good of a Catholic they are. Right. And uh, from our perspective, it's not how good of a Christian you are or how good of a person you are or right. how good of a Baptist you are, but it's if you've trusted Christ alone as Savior. And, and I appreciate the way you said that, because it does seem to me, and a lot of people I think would agree with this, there's a benefit even when you hear error, and it's important to point out the error, but but it's important to remember that we're pointing out the error because there's a truth that we need yes. to communicate, and that's what we always want to go back to when we're talking about these things. Tom, does uh, does what James is saying make sense to you? That's that's my point. All that, right, that good. We're, we're seeing Jesus totally different. You yeah, know? And, sure. And, and that's that's where it comes down to because um, that's and that's. That scares a lot of Catholics is to know that if they don't yeah. believe that, they are condemned by yeah, the church. It, I appreciate I mean, it that. A bell. I appreciate that, Tom. Thanks yeah. for your call. Thanks for your input. That's a good call. Uh, I know we also have Scott holding on the line. Let me just say to everybody, if you'd like to call in on this, we would love to have your input uh, right after the, the little break that we're going to take. The number to call into is 1-800-881-9270. I think that's the first time I've given it out today. We've already got callers waiting. Uh, 1-800-881-9270. Call if you get a chance. Scott, you've got 20 20 seconds to tell me what you think. Oh, boy. Well, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> uh, the, the comment that I, that I would like to make is that, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with people of other religions, let's mm-hmm. say uh, uh, Mormons or, right. or whatever, I think it's very important for us to remember that, that we are called to speak the truth, but speak it in love. Yeah, yeah, very and good. That, uh, and that so oftentimes we make very exaggerated claims about their religion that are, tr- in essence, true, but yet deeply offend uh, them when we're talking about them. Yeah. If we're not talking hear, about them... In the- I hear what you are saying. If you want to hold, I'll talk to you after the break. Uh, this is Barry Creamer for Jerry Johnson Live with James Walker. Be right back. November 14th, the Criswell Radio Network's Town Hall Series is back. The Battle for the Truth, Beware the False Prophets, a town hall meeting to focus our gaze back on Christ and the truth of God's Word. But everybody likes to make fun of Christianity. Everybody likes to make fun of Jesus. Special guest panelists include Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of First Baptist Church, Dallas, Jack Graham, pastor Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano, Barry Cameron, pastor of Crossroads Christian Church, Grand Prairie, and 
war. So when they tell you I'm out there, they tell you I'm making an appearance, he said, don't you believe them? The Battle for Truth. Hosted by Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of the Criswell College in Dallas. This is Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College in Dallas. I'll be your moderator for this important live discussion. Wednesday, November 14th, 7 p.m. And live from Crossroads Christian Church. The Truth. Fight for it with us. Only here on the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. Glad to be sitting in with you today. We're talking about whether there ought to be any distinctions in our faith and practice, if there are some times that we have to draw a line and say, uh, with that, I cannot agree, and we're privileged to have James Walker in the studio with us today. James, I just want to ask you to tell us about Watchman Fellowship. What, what is Watchman Fellowship? What well, uh, Barry, we're, we're a Christian ministry, kind of a missionary research ministry uh, that uh, does that works in the area of discernment. We have files and information on several thousand new religious movements, alternative faiths, um, what we would call counterfeit Christianity, the occult, uh, Wicca, things like this, and we, okay. we monitor the beliefs to help Christians make a distinction, but also to train Christians in how to build a bridge, how to how to walk across the room and right. build a relationship and share an alternative in the form of the the uh, biblical gospel, and traditional Christian faith. Y'all have been active in this for quite a while. When when did you start Watchman uh, Fellowship? It was incorporated in 1978. Yeah. I became wow. the pre- or 1979. I became the president in, uh, of the organization in 1994. 1994. So it's been around for 28 years now, oh, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So good, fantastic. And we had uh, Scott on the line uh, before we had to take the little break, and I'm hoping he's still there because he had made a comment about what you just said. You know, we're wanting to take uh, the gospel to people, to take the message to people. And I, I, you know, we are offensive sometimes in the way we do that. And he was mentioning that we need to, uh, that we need to do it in truth and in love. So uh, first of all, uh, let me ask you, Scott, am I summarizing what you said right? First of all, you still there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Thank you. Is that a fair uh, assessment? You, you pretty much summed it up. Uh, I, I I find in, in a lot of witnessing to, let's say, the Mormon, uh, more people of the Mormon religion, that they they see uh, our our arguments being defined through pamphlets and through vi- video films like the God Makers, as opposed to approaching them and letting them define their beliefs, and then and then taking those beliefs and measuring them against the Bible as opposed to what we've read in these pamphlets that, that okay. have been put out. All right, James, what are you, how do you take that? Well, when I, when I was a Latter-day Saint, I was fourth-generation Mormon, and, and I agree with Scott in one regard. I, I had some bad experiences when I was a Latter-day Saint with some Christians. You know, I had some sure. Christians that would kind of bash me or attack me or try to give me a piece of their mind and you know, some of them couldn't afford to give me a piece of their mind, but uh, th- their approach left a lot to be desired. I th- they probably meant well, yeah, but they, sure. they weren't relational, and it confront- they were more confrontational than relational. Well, I, I, I hate to admit this story here. I'm going to throw it in real quickly uh, in the middle of your statement, because uh, when I was very young in the gospel, but I was just in th- I didn't know any better. I was very young in the gospel. I was 16, 17 years old. We would go out and knock doors, and I just wanted to share the gospel with people. I really wanted them to hear it. But sometimes I would forget that it was about them being saved, and I, all I would remember was that it was about them hearing the truth. And I remember a time a man would not uh, answer the door, and I knew he was there, 
And so I just stood outside his door and screamed the whole gospel oh, message wow. through the door. I'm embarrassed to even think that I would ever do that. But I'm, I'm also, I, I also know that what drove it was an enthusiasm that I, that, I, that I needed to have and that I still need to have. But I, I just didn't regulate it. So anyway, uh, go ahead with what you were saying. Well, you know, Scott's right that some, sometimes we as believers don't do our homework and, and, and are trying to win the argument rather than win the person. But you know, I, I just want Scott to rest assured and others that everything we do at Watchman Fellowship fully documented from the writings of the top Mormon leadership. We have a a, a, a library of almost 50,000 cataloged resources uh, items, right. and uh, the largest section, LDS section, Mormon section, are from the writings of the apostles, prophets, general authorities, uh, books published by Deseret, Bookcraft, right. and everything is carefully researched. So when I say to you that the that the Latter-day Saints believe that there is a mother as well as a father in heaven, you know, I can show you primary the, exactly primary sources. So sure. it doesn't excuse poor research, but it doesn't mean that all cr- critiques of Mormon theology right. are un- unresearched. Well, I want to come back to the topic of Mormon theology with some more detail in a little bit. I, I want to just stay on this topic for just a moment longer. And if you're out there, you know, and, and you're LDS, for instance, or you're from a, a faith that's not a part of evangelical conservative Christianity— uh, where we are, if you you know wherever the distinction might lie, if you're Jewish, if you're any of those things, and you listen to the show and you just think, man, I ought to give those piece, people a piece of my mind. We'd love to have a piece of your mind uh, today. We'd love to hear from you. The number again is one eight hundred eight eight one nine two seven zero. Of course, you can also feel free to email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive dot com. Uh, our goal will not be to belittle you or humiliate you in any way. We just want to be able to talk to you and give everyone else, all of us here, an opportunity to interact on this really important fact. We have a truth we want to communicate, but we also have a grace that we want to demonstrate it with. There was, a, uh, there was an event two or three years ago, James, uh, out in uh, Utah where Ravi Zacharias, who many of our listeners are familiar with and many of us know well and respect as an evangelical leader in the Christian community, a great apologist, uh, he spoke at actually at the Mormon Tabernacle yes. uh, in Utah, in Salt Lake City in Utah, and uh, so did uh, Richard Mao, who's the uh, president at Fuller Theological Seminary. And uh, what was interesting is Ravi Zacharias was invited for uh, reasons that are almost beyond our purview. We don't know. But he was able to go, and he spoke pretty frankly and pretty directly uh, a good, clear uh, evangelical message, and uh, everyone was pleased with that. And there didn't seem to be any furor from the the, the Mormons who were there, the LDS who were interacting with him. Uh, Richard Mao, on the other hand, spoke, the president from Fuller Theological Seminary. Now, this was back in 2004, uh, and he caused quite, quite a furor. But what he did was seem to extend too much of an olive branch to the LDS faith. Uh, he was saying things like, we've often seriously, now this is what Mao said about, um, about how uh, conservative evangelicals, or just evangelicals, have dealt with the LDS. He said, we, and by LDS I mean the Mormons, the Latter-day Saints, you know. We've often seriously misrepresented the beliefs and practices of members of the LDS faith. And then he went on and said quite a few other things where he just wanted the door to be open, but you know, the people who are trying to evangelize the the Mormons there in Salt Lake City were really offended that their work was being demeaned as something that was purely confrontational. So did you were you familiar with that event? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I was in Salt Lake City shortly after that, and uh, 
was dealing with some of the repercussions of that. Uh, Dr. Mao's apology, and you know, if, if in all fairness to Dr. Mao, if he was here, he would probably say, "Well, there are some that have unfairly represented the Mormon beliefs." Right, and he does but, say that. Uh, but later. but the but the context seems to see that all Christians have misrepresented their beliefs, right. uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, the the headlines the next day in the Salt Lake Tribune were, were not Ravi Zacharias' speech. It was Mao's apology. That was the that's what made the headlines. And oh. uh, so many uh, I had Christians tell me that they had finally convinced their Mormon friends to come hear uh, Ravi Zacharias since he was at the Salt Lake Tabernacle. Right. And uh, then when they on the ride home, they were saying, see, you, you've misrepresented us. Wow. And um, it was very tough. Yeah, because we, this is a really difficult thing, because the reality is, I want to be polite and respectful to everyone. I really do. That's I, I want, when I'm communicating with people, for them to know that I've heard them. I want to hear them. I actually want to learn from them. But I'm not going to change my fundamental faith, my doctrine, because of what anybody from the LDS tells me, for instance. And I do expect them to understand that my faith is meaningful enough to me that I can't not communicate it to them. I have to say to them what I believe. So I'm curious to know what we would say is absolutely essential about it. You mentioned this just a moment ago, but I want to ask all of all of us who are here talking about this today, all of you who are listening today, uh, if you have a take on, uh, well, some experience you've had. For instance, somebody was too confrontational or somebody was not confrontational enough. And uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And you know what? Uh, Robert Jeffress uh, said mm. something the other day, uh, the new pastor at First Baptist Dallas. didn't take him long to, <laughs> to get caught up in the media here. Uh, he said something the other day about uh, the Mormons and about the presidential race. And uh, I want to I remind us of what he said and then talk about that for just a second. Many of you know one of the contenders for the presidency in 08 is Governor Mitt Romney of Massachusetts. Now, let me be clear to say I'm neither for nor against Mitt Romney. He may be a good leader. He may be a great father and husband. He may make a worthy president. But Mitt Romney is a Mormon. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise, even though he talks about Jesus as his Lord and Savior, he is not a Christian. Mormonism is not Christianity. Mormonism is a cult. And just because somebody talks about Jesus does not make them a believer. And what really distresses me is some of my ministerial friends and even leaders in our convention are saying, oh, well, he talks about Jesus, we talk about Jesus, what's the big deal? It is a big deal if anybody names another way to be saved except through Jesus Christ. There are not many ways to God. There is one way to God, and it's through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I have a couple of questions for you, James, in, in response to that. And uh, for our listeners there, I'll tell you, I want to play uh, also what he did the next week. We're going to do that after uh, we have a chance to, to uh, listen to a little news and do a few other things. But as soon as we get back, we want to look at what he was able to say in response to that a couple of, uh, the next week. After he'd taken, of course, uh, I would imagine a lot of email, a lot of phone calls, and a lot of news reports, too, even misquotes in the news. And we'll talk about all of that. But my question for you, James, well, first... The thing that he mentioned right at the beginning is on everybody's mind right now. Would you vote for uh, a Mormon? Would you vote for somebody like Mitt Romney? Now, I'm not going to ask you who you're voting for. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, obviously, but we're not about that here. I'm not trying to find out who you're going to vote for. I just want to know, do you think there's uh, some reason uh, for a Christian to give to say, I cannot vote for a Mormon? You know, I that's a tough, tough question. Yeah, uh, the, the, the issue and is— you've got less than a minute to okay, answer. Okay, the issue is such that— um, you know, uh, 
the the issue is such that I don't know of a, a political or presidential decision that would be affected by Mormon theology or Mormon doctrine. My, my overarching, so on social issues, you have no problem. No, I think that, that it seems like uh, Mitt Romney is uh, conservative in most of his uh, his positions. If there is something that would hold you back from it, what would it be? The potential of hundreds of thousands of new converts that would look to the Mormon Church and the positive influence of having a Mormon president of attracting the missionaries and the Mormon message to potentially hundreds of thousands. I had another friend who said that, too. I'm not exactly sure how I would answer that. I'm not sure which way to think about that yet. Uh, But the concern is not, and this is always true for us as believers, the concern is not just what we do immediately, but also the impact it has on others. Now, who I'm going to cooperate with affects more than just the issues at hand. It also uh, lends an endorsement sometimes and things like that. Look, I want to know what you think about it as soon as we get back together here. We'll be right back with more on Jerry Johnson Live. Listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. Hey, we're talking about just how much cooperation Christianity can afford and how much it can afford to do without. We're always trying to uh, be careful to represent the Lord in the best way we can. We're fortunate enough to have James Walker in the studio with us today, and being able to interact with him is always a privilege. I played a little uh, snippet from uh, the sermon that Robert Jeffress had preached a couple of weeks ago, and then he got a lot of feedback from that. There was even a Dallas Morning News story that just got everything wrong on the details, and then there was a correction of that later. Dallas minister urges vote for a Christian, not Romney, is what they'd given as a headline, which is just absurd. He didn't say that. It's like they don't know what the word if means. If you want to vote for a Christian, he said, don't vote for a Mormon, basically. And so his idea was simply to draw a distinction between uh, the practices and doctrines of Orthodox Christianity and then the practices and doctrines of Mormonism or the LDS. So uh, it's, uh, it's really funny how, what direction it took. And, and, and Dr. Jeffress even received a threat that he was going to be sued because of the things that he had said. Now, uh, he responded to that uh, last week in church also, and so I just wanted you to hear that and uh, hear the stance that he took. And I had all kinds of people, including Mormons, calling in to tell me that I was really mistaken, that they believe really what we do about grace. I had all kinds of emails that came in. I had several offers for an all-expense-paid trip to Salt Lake City. Other people were suggesting another destination I could travel to. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it was really interesting. They all were, I said, well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we believe the same thing about grace that you do. In fact, I have an email here from an attorney in Salt Lake City And uh, he is threatening to sue me and the church unless this morning, right now, I retract what I said several weeks ago. And in fact, he said, uh, this is exactly what you're to say. He gave me my talking points for the sermon today. And he said, one of the things that I must say to avoid this lawsuit is that our beliefs about Jesus Christ and what Mormons believe about Jesus Christ are only minor differences. Now, here's my response to that attorney if you happen to be watching. Here's my question for you, Mr. Attorney. If our differences in what we believe are only minor, and if what you believe about grace is what we believe about grace, 
Then why do your missionaries go from door to door, <laughs> knocking on doors, trying to convert us to your religion? That's a good question. And when they come to our homes and uh, they find out that we're Baptist or Methodist or Presbyterian, do they ever say, oh, I didn't realize that. God bless you. We're all in the same family. No, when they hear that, that only makes them go harder and more forcefully. Ladies and gentlemen, what they are preaching is not the same gospel. It is a different gospel. <laughs> That's a pretty strong statement. I and agree. I want to be very clear about something. I want to be very clear about this. This is not theological nitpicking, okay? This is the very essence of God's message. How can a person be made right with God? It is a message that the Apostle Paul was willing to give his life for. And I want to assure you as your pastor, I will never use this pulpit to promote partisan politics, but I will use it to proclaim and defend the truth of the gospel, whatever it costs us to do it. That is our pledge and our commitment as a church. Now, of course, he would receive a, a good round of applause for that. That makes sense. I mean, that's what you want your pastor to say. And I, I don't know about you, James, but in my experience, when you give a Baptist preacher a talking points, you can just count on not getting what you <laughs> wanted from the sermon that day. And if you've ever given somebody talking points and they did it in a sermon, you need to get a new preacher anyway. I mean, uh, what would that be all about? Uh, obviously, uh, the, the, the point was mistaken by the media. I think the person who threatened to sue him must have misunderstood what was said, because we just have a difference of faith, and we're expressing the gospel. We're saying this well, is Well, Dr. Gospel. Jeffers is absolutely right, and it's, it's interesting not just that I agree with Dr. Jeffers, but I also agree with the Mormon prophet himself, Gordon B. Hinckley. On two occasions in recent years, President Hinckley, who's the prophet, seer, revelator, president of the Mormon Church, the top right. Mormon, right. Uh, on the record, said that critics of our church say that we do not believe in the traditional Christ. His response, I don't. The traditional Christ of whom they That's. speak is not the Christ of whom I speak. And we have this in print, Deseret News, owned by the Mormon Church. Uh, President yeah. Hinckley has been honest and forthright that he does not believe in the traditional Christ. When he first made the statement back in, uh, I think, about 10 years ago, the right. president of the convention at that time, uh, Paige Patterson, sent a letter thanking uh, uh, President Hinckley for being that forthright and honest. It's not the same Jesus. Wow. Uh, that's interesting, isn't it, that that would come up? It only makes sense, though, because, I mean, the foundation of the Mormon Church is built on the presumption that there was an apostasy among all of Orthodox Christianity and that Mormonism was not just uh, some kind of a reformation, but actually a new revelation to reestablish the Church against all of the error that was present in the other doctrines, and that's there, us. There was no true Christianity on the face of the whole earth, according to Joseph Smith, right. until he restored it in the year 1830, and the I, original Mormon prophet. I don't, I don't want to go down this path for very long, but I, I do want to say uh, that's not just something the Mormons used to believe. That's on their website uh, today. I mean, uh, this very day, I was looking it up online to, make, to, to, to just see how do the Mormons present themselves today. Here's the statement, for instance. Uh, after Joseph Smith realized how many sects there were and he wanted, to, uh, he wanted to find the true one, how could he find the right one? He prayed, and the Savior told Joseph not to... Now I'm quoting from uh, Mormon.org, from their website, official Mormon organization site. The Savior told Joseph not to join any of the churches, for they were all wrong. 
That's in quotes. That's what he told Joseph Smith. They were all wrong. The Savior stated, quote, They draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He's quoting a passage from the New Testament where people are condemned for being heretical, not for being slightly wrong. And it says, They draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They teach for doctrines the commandments of men, having a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. The statement from that line from Joseph Smith is that the condemnation is from the new, that new practice, that new gospel, the LDS, against the things that we say. Well, here's, here's something I want to do to, to, to broaden the subject again. Now, if you want to call in on, on the Mormon faith, oh, by the way, I want to mention to you, not only did uh, Dr. Jeffress receive comments from people who opposed what he had said, but I happen to know personally that uh, he was also confronted by, uh, f- well, one person in particular I know of who converted from Mormonism not too long ago and uh, walked up in tears and thanked him for being willing to mm. say what most people are not willing to do today, uh, which is just be honest about the gospel and the distinctives of the gospel. Uh, let me ask you a different kind of question. And again, if you want to call in on these topics, the number is 1-800-881-9270 or talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com if you want to email us. That's one 800 881 you feel free to call. Uh, when I'm in an atheistic setting, James, my tendency is to feel more inclined to appreciate any theist who's around me. Uh, I just have experienced that. When I'm, in a, when I'm in a setting and people are opposing even the fact that I believe in God, and somebody pops up and says, uh, whether they're LDS or whatever they are, uh, if somebody pops up and says they're, they're Presbyterian, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an ardent Baptist, but if somebody pops up and says they're a Presbyterian, I feel like I've got my brother sitting there next to me. You know, So if, if, if a Catholic shows up, if a, if a Mormon shows up, if anybody shows up who happens to believe, if a, if a Muslim shows up sometimes, I'm inclined to say, oh, at least I've got a theist here, somebody who believes in God. But I'm curious if that's actually a benefit. Uh, what I'm curious about, and I, I don't know if you have uh, a ready opinion on this. I just want to ask you what you think, James. I'm not sure whether that's actually a good thing or not. I guess what I'm asking is this. Is it the case that having any faith at all, even a faith in the wrong thing, is better than no faith at all? Or does having that false faith make it even more difficult to reach a person with the gospel? What's your experience with that? I think the latter is true, although I would even argue that the atheism is a faith, and it, uh, sure. it, it's a belief system that requires faith. Uh, but yes, a part of, it's like the old country preacher said, you can't get a man saved unless you get him lost. And, and, and right. when somebody believes with all their heart and, and they have the Quran, or they have the Bhagavad Gita, or they have the right. Book of Mormon. They have this other source of truth, right. and they have their concept of of who Jesus is. And until you're able to bring at least bring some questions there, right? Then how can they make the transition? Sure, nobody wants to be delivered until they realize that you're lost, uh, and that we are. We need the deliverer. Okay, we've got Ira on the line in Dallas. Ira, I appreciate your calling. What do you have for us today? Well, I'm a missionary, and I heard Dr. Jeffers on TV when he made that statement. Uh-huh. And I want to say that I was really impressed that he had the courage to stand up and preach the Word wow. in the way it should be. I just praise him for being able to do it, and I would hope that you'd give him this Word, that there's a lot of people out here that really agree with him. I, I don't think you'll have a hard time finding people who agree with your statement there, Ira. I appreciate that. You said you were a missionary. It's not Ira. It's Ira. Ira. I'm uh-huh. sorry about that, Ira. That's okay. Uh, did, is it spelled I-R-A? No, E-R-A. Okay, Ira. I appreciate your calling. Now, uh, Ira, you served as a missionary, or you are serving as a missionary I now? I am. I returned from uh, India. Bhutan, Nepal, Tibet, and I've been to Israel, and I'm about to leave for um, 
Keith in Jamaica. Oh, I appreciate your calling in here, and thanks for the encouragement for Dr. Jeffress. I know he's grateful for that as well. But all of us uh, who are advocating Christianity, who want to represent the gospel, I think we have to remember that in all the effort not to offend, uh, we can't give up the core of the gospel. And if the core of the gospel offends, then so be it. Uh, I don't want to offend people with myself. Uh, that is my problem. I want to, though, offend people with the gospel if the gospel is intrinsically offensive to them. Uh, I don't want to avoid it. Does that make sense to you, Jim? Yeah, Barry, and, 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 but it is true that we can, add, we can be offensive in and of ourselves. And it's like the earlier caller said, we have to be speaking the truth in love. We don't want to be all truth and no love, but we don't want to be all love and no truth either. Yeah, I want us to uh, figure out the things that are causing this problem for us. Uh, we have uh, some a caller on the line we're going to get to uh, just after this, so you hang on. And uh, if you want to call us, man, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about how cooperative we ought to be as believers, uh, where we ought to draw the line, and where we shouldn't be cooperative as believers. We don't have to be uncooperative in nature, but we can be specific about what we believe. Want to know what you think about faith? Does it just need to be sincere, or does it need to be in the right thing? And uh, we want to hear what you have to say after the break, 1-800-881-9270 on Jerry Johnson Live. Come back to us. Fourteenth, the battle for the truth. It is our responsibility as pastors to speak out on issues, biblical issues, uh, show our people what the Bible says, give them the tools they need to make wise decisions. And I certainly believe it is a pastor's job to warn his people against doctrinal error that would lead them away from the truth. Dr. Robert Jeffress. I think it's very important, especially for pastors as well as Christians, almost to adopt a new intolerance toward false teaching. The Apostle Paul was the most intolerant person that ever lived when it came to the basics of the gospel. He said, if anyone preaches another gospel, let that person be accursed. And so I'm hoping uh, that Christians, as a result of this town hall meeting, will have a new courage to stand up for the truth. The truth. Fight for it with us. Only here on the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. Well, we've been having a good time talking about just how much cooperation Christianity can afford and how much it can afford to do without. We've been blessed to have James Walker with us here in the studio, and I appreciate all your input so far, James. Thanks for being here. Want to uh, give you an opportunity to call in and talk to us about this in just a moment. You know what? Our lines are all full anyway, so we're going to get to these three. I don't know if we're going to get to any more, but uh, if you want to try to call in, we'd love to be able to hear from you about it. One of the things I want us to be reminded of uh, is that we need to remember the people, not just denominations, not just titles. It's easy to say, hey, I'm a Baptist, and think that means something beyond the fact that I go to a Baptist church. I should uh, talk to a person about what they actually believe. And I know you're not going to say, there are no Mormons who are born again, because that's just not true. There are people who are part—right? I mean, wouldn't you yes, say that? every religion. But we're not going to say—yeah, but we're not going to say that a person is born again because they are a Mormon, or because they're a Baptist, or because they're a Catholic, or because they're anything else, because it's about faith in Christ. 
Amen? Absolutely. All right. Pretty easy and simple, straightforward. Hey, I want to remind everybody what you were hearing about just a moment ago, the town hall that's taking place on November 14th. Dr. Jeffress, Jack Graham, Barry Cameron, they're all going to be special guests there. Dr. Johnson's going to be hosting it. I encourage you to participate in that. If you want more information, you can look at it on kcbi.org. Every once in a while, it's just really important for us to remember the core of the good message that we have, because when we're telling people uh, something wrong, it's because we want to tell them something good about the one who will deliver us from whatever wrong is going on in our lives. So uh, my my uh, impression is this, James, that our whole culture is just absorbed with toleration. Uh, it's all about being tolerant. Uh, if I tell people I'm a Christian, that doesn't bother them. If I tell them they ought to become a Christian, it drives them crazy. Uh, and I'm wanting to know, I mean, how do we uh, – it's just ridiculous to think that I should not actually believe in Christ. I actually do believe in Christ. I don't just pretend to believe in Christ so I can have some faith. I actually believe in Christ. So what am I supposed to do with this in order to be tolerant in a society that demands toleration, but also truthful in a society that needs the gospel? Barry, I I think we all agree that being Christian means that you ought to uh, hold to freedom of religion, and and nobody wants to force—you can't force someone to become a Christian. Right, of course. So in that regard, certainly we want to be tolerant. But but true toleration requires disagreement. In fact, if I agree with the other person, I can't be tolerant because it's called being equal. I I have to have a disagreement with the person and then allow them sure. to be my friend, allow them to exist, yeah. coexist with me, and and certainly we're in favor of that. You but, know, it, it shocked my students when I was uh, in a secular classroom and I I said something about what I believed and and they said, well, I believe this and uh, and I was able to say, well, you know, I I respect that. I understand that you believe something different from me. But I need you to understand that I actually do believe what I told you I believed. I'm not just pretending to believe it, which means I can't just change what I'm saying because you've said that. I actually do believe this, and I want you to know this message. And uh, and for them to hear what you know, what opened their eyes was just me saying I actually do believe what I say I believe. I'm not just saying I believe. Yeah. And and when did evangelism become a hate crime? I mean, it's just if I if I hate the person and I think they're going in the wrong direction, I don't warn them. I don't I don't share the gospel. I'm not trying. To her, I'm not, and I'm not trying to demean them. We have a, a few callers on the line. We'd like to get to as many as we can. So uh, let's be as brief and direct as we can. But, Daryl, I appreciate your calling, and thanks for holding for so long. What do you have for us today? I just wanted to share um, that I was uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a right. Mormon, okay. for 32 years. I, was, wow. I grew up as a Catholic boy, a teenager. Both my wife and I are returned missionaries of the Mormon Church, but we have uh, come unto Jesus Christ, mm, and He is affectionately our Savior. And wow. just um, just the mention of His name, just um, Daryl. Let me ask you one question. Feels me so wonderful. Can I ask you one question, Daryl? Yes, go ahead. Now you may not have a direct answer for this. That's okay. You can just say go I ahead. don't know. If you uh, there are there are definitely LDS and Mormon folks who listen to the show. If you yeah. had one chance to say one sentence to them, what would you say to them? I would say, let the Holy Spirit, in all its power, send you a message and keep your mind open, because the Spirit cannot lie, and if you really want to research your religion. Seek out the actual writings of the Mormon prophets and the apostles, 
And when you see the contradictions in the writings, so let it be known that they are truly contradictions. I appreciate and, that, Daryl, and yes. I, I get I get where you're going with that. And I just want to say, as as believers, that is one of our things. We have no truth that we fear. We want people to know the right. whole truth, all the information, right. and we want people right. to come to Christ. I appreciate that. I'm gonna uh, just take one more caller real quickly, Nora. I appreciate the patience you've had waiting, uh, Nora. What do you have for us today? Uh, yes. The only comment that I had, and this has been very helpful and interesting for me, is that I remembered an experience that my grandma had in regards to a couple of ladies coming to the house uh, who were in LDS uh, to talk to her about all of that. She welcomed them in. And um, basically, when she welcomed them in and sat down, um, you know, in the living room, Mm -hmm. both of them noticed my grandma's callous. Um, niece, and right. she's already with the Lord, wow. and that was just a testimony for for them because right. they asked, "Why are your knees like that?" And right. she said, "You know, because I pray. I pray that that's what I do. My ministry is praying." Right. And these two ladies looked at that, and they looked at their own knees, and after that, they kept coming to the house. But they wanted to come to the house so that my grandma can tell them right. about the Jesus that we know. Man, I appreciate that, Nora. Thanks for calling in. Good, Nora. Hey, uh, is Dan still on the line? Do we still have him? Dan, we've got just a, a few seconds. If you want to make your comment, I'd love to hear from you, Dan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, grew up Catholic. My wife is Russian. So oh, wow. Half of my family is devout Catholics. The other house are uh, Russian, Russian Orthodox. Orthodox. And, you know... Aside from intercessory prayer uh-huh. and the, the position of, of Mary on the Catholic side, you know, if they adhere to the Nicene Creed, and I can guide them to, with their own version of the New Testament, to show them the passages about personal relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, Good. What other roadblocks are there out there, aside from the intercessory prayer and a lot of the religious activity surrounding that? I appreciate your asking that question. I wish we had more time to address it here. I will say I appreciate the attention you drew to making sure that we have a clear understanding of the gospel that we believe, a gospel about Christ. I remember saying something in a graduate class one time that was in disagreement with what the standard liberal political stance was at the moment, and it was like I had thrown a grenade into the room. And uh, they just could not stand the idea that somebody would believe something different. But Christianity is offensive for an even stronger reason, because really the message is a good message. It's just a message about hope and the purpose that God has for us and the fact that he's willing to redeem us from where we were and actually pay the price of his own son's blood to redeem us, to bring us to him. So it's all a good message. Why does it seem so offensive? And the reason it's so offensive and the reason it shouldn't surprise us that it strikes up so much controversy in a culture is because once Christ does save us, he really does radically transform us. And it's kind of hard to let go of an old life when you're used to it. It's what you've had your whole life. Don't know anything else. Everything else is a little scary, and Christianity is a little scary like that. But what a place to put your faith in the one living, true Savior of the world, the Son of God, God himself, Jesus Christ. This is Barry Creamer for Jerry Johnson Live. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. 
for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective. 